Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your, I guess I got my swagger back, host, Clay Bonin. I'm usually joined by my co-host, Tanner Mavis, but yet again, he is out of town this weekend. So instead, I am joined by my Washiota Fish Filet <laughs> co-host, John Buchanan. We are back on the Soul Serum Podcast, baby. Episode number 44. This was originally going to be an interview episode, but we uh, ran into some release conflicts, so it's all good. Here we are, me and John on the podcast set again. Uh, I want to remind everybody, obviously, to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Soul Serum. Follow the TV page on Instagram as well. Subscribe to us on YouTube, main page, TV page. TikTok, Discord, Patreon, all the vibes in the link down below, um, in the description down below, rather. And click all the links. Click all the links, please. Please help us. Click all the links. So today, I want to talk about something uh, that came out almost 10 years to the exact day that we're recording this. On August 8th, 2011 a uh you know last week we talked about a a small underground indie artist Mm -hmm. kanye west well this uh kanye actually uh did a collaborative album with another small indie artist named jay-z uh Uh, 10 years ago um little new york rapper kind of whatever uh 10 years ago called watch the throne And like I said, almost 10 years to the day of us recording this. It came out on August 8th. Um, And I mean, where do I even start to set this album up? Today, today me and John are doing a 10-year look back on Watch the Throne. We're going to talk about the album during its release, some of our, like, favorites off of it, the reception of it, the legacy of what the album has, but... I just want to set it up a little bit for everybody in case they were living under a rock when this happened. So, like I said, almost 10 years ago to the day, Jay-Z and Kanye West released a monumental collaborative album. Uh, When this album released, it it was that of legend. It was like, how in the hell could these two titans come together just because... Because it's not like either of these guys at this moment in their career needed to have an album like this. Less than a year before this, Kanye released what many, including myself, consider to be his best album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. The peak of their careers, damn near. Jay-Z was still writing uh, the coattails of the success of the Blueprint 3, but it had his number one hit song, Empire State of Mind, Mm -hmm. on that. So both of these guys are are at a very, very high point in their careers. That's probably why they named it Watch It Throne. Yeah. Actually, I have a little uh, passage <laughs> to read about that. So um, I'm glad that they released this album, but it's just like so weird because it's for no other reason really than because they could. So it originally uh, on Twitter, Kanye announced that it was going to be a five track EP with Jay-Z called Watch the Throne. Um, And then later it was obviously expanded into a full-length album. But this is what Jay-Z said in an interview in 2011 about the album's title. It's just protecting the music and the culture. It's people that's in the forefront of music. Watch the throne. Like, protect it. You just watch how 
you just watch how popular music shifts and how hip hop basically re- replaced rock and roll as the youth music. The same thing can happen to hip hop. It can be replaced by other forms of music, so it's making sure that we put the effort into making the best product so we can contend with all this other music. With dance mu- with dance music that's dominating the charts right now and indie music that's dominating the festivals. Which in 2011 that that is right, Jay-Z uh, is making a very astute observation. That's mm-hmm. kind of when this dancey EDM yeah, got, sort like, of Diplo pop. and all them coming up exactly. around that time, Skrillex. So they wanted to make this almost in a uh, response to all of that. Now, the varying degrees of hits that come from this album are crazy, from No Church in the Wild to Otis. Uh, who was in Paris, John? Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> some, Buddies some in Paris. Nice fellas. Who <laughs> nice gentlemen yeah. in Paris. <laughs> Friends in Paris, if you will. Um who gonna stop me? Uh, I can't stop. Or wait, that's the same. That's the same song. Sorry, I have that mm-hmm. written down twice. But it's that crazy. actually makes sense now because that's kind of like a dance song that I can't stop. Mm-hmm. The, that was like the sample was from a, a dance song, like bah, 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 dubstep. Bah, bah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that actually even went on to be like the main title song for the Great Gatsby movie that came out that year too, Damn. which is crazy when you think about like one of the hits from this album was a title song for a movie for a classic literature novel mm-hmm. and then you have like Otis and Buddies in Paris which are these like ultimate bravado songs that are just like hype songs Sex. like like those songs are still getting played in sports arenas and you have like Lift Off with Beyonce and No Church in the Wild with Frank Ocean which are these like more you know they still have their own sense of triumphancy to them but they're more serious a lot more like dialed in mm-hmm. you know and not to mention that all the other songs on this track list could be just as big as the previously mentioned songs really facts the production on this album is simultaneously futuristic and classic the lyrics are dripping with bravado and the highest sense of confidence yet are conscious enough to make the commentary on the black experience in america and interesting enough as the at the time these two budding black entrepreneurs were about to turn the corner in each of their respective business careers as the album talks about opulence the uh the the problems that come with success the problems that come with fame and whatnot so i say all of that to say this john tell me a little bit about what you remember about this album coming out i remember hearing fellas in paris literally like everywhere like i would go to like high school basketball games that would be the only song playing it felt like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i remember the Otis music video is just iconic. Super iconic. Like, honestly, when I think of, like, Kanye and Jay-Z, that's the first thing that comes to mind for real. Um, almost brings a tear to my eye, honestly. Yeah. Like, the frame of, like, Jay-Z and Kanye yeah. in arms in front of, like, the big American flag. Facts. Like, and then the fact that they had, like, a falling out makes that even more special yeah seriously now they're back together we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about this on the later (laughs) half of the podcast here 
Um, but I kind of have a similar experience to what I remember when I what I remember about this album coming out because I really didn't start paying attention to music that heavily. I would say until like probably 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. like the later part of high school when I kind of like started listening to music in a little bit more like sophisticated manner, honestly. Um, but when this album came out, obviously, uh, Fellas in Paris was this monumental song. You're yeah. right. Every high school basketball game, yeah. every hype video. Um, around this time is like right when Twitter also was kind of starting to mm-hmm. like become a thing. Like, like this album and like drake's the motto or like my yeah. first like twitter memories yeah. of like people like kind of going crazy mm-hmm. about music on twitter um and you know it it's so interesting to me like to look back on albums like this with my perspective of music now and like i wish i could have been like mentally present yeah. for this album yeah, coming facts. out like because i would have i would have appreciated it in such a completely different yeah. way. I was uh, like 11 or 12 when this came out. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I didn't get to like be there for it, I feel like. And but, we also didn't understand how monumental yeah. it was for Fact. these two, like I said earlier, titans in hip-hop to come together. Yeah. Also, um, that shit cray, or just like the word cray, <laughs> like got crazy crazy like meme stock you know yeah, like my mom would say that shit that's gray. the same with like yolo like. yeah yeah <laughs> it's all in that weird like yeah. early 2010s and the fucking like uh what's it like cookie monster hats bruh <laughs> that it's all the, fits it's the all the same it's yeah. all the same right there Man, the motherfuckers who had the Cookie Monster hat with the matching Cookie Monster <laughs> shirt are probably somewhere being menaces to society yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, so let's let's go ahead and talk about the actual music off the album. Let's talk about favorite songs here. So I'll start I'll start us off on this one. As far as favorite songs off the track list and why, if if I have to go like as far as the hits that come off this album it's got to be otis for me um the sample the lyrics the swagger the video dare i say it's a perfect song (laughs) you know like it's it is it is right up there with uh uh just like about as good as any song that you could fucking put together i still like quote that song like like in my everyday conversation, um, it's on the poker playlist that we have when we play poker Fire. on Wednesdays, and it like never gets skipped. Like some to- some songs you skip, it, yeah. you're just like I can't hear this. Otis never gets skipped. Um, and and to what you were saying earlier, the video is so iconic. Spike Jones directed it. Aziz mm-hmm. Ansari is literally in the like <laughs> broken down drift car yeah. that Kanye and Jay Z are drifting like. It has everything you could want in a song. Facts. In that song. It's just like what else what else can I say about it, you know? I want it, you know what? Let's listen to a little bit Let's of Otis. Man, I guess I got my swagger back. Truth. New watch alert. 
Few blows Or the big face rolly, I got two of those Arm out the window through the city, I maneuver slow Cut back, snap back, see my cut through the holes Damn, easy and hope, where the hell you been? Niggas talking real reckless, stop man I adopted these niggas Bro, if you come out in your opening line after one of the most beautiful sample uses is I invented swag. Yeah. And nobody questions it. Everybody's just like, that's yeah, another Jay-Z, thing. go ahead, man. You did invent swag. Like, it's legendary. It's that's legendary. another thing in that like era was like swag. I forgot how big the <laughs> word like swag was back then. You're right. You're right. And that I think honestly is kind of what Jay-Z is like kind of confronting that yeah. in that. Like, okay, y'all is talking about swag this, swag that, da 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 da. I invented swag though. Yeah. Like so fucking fire, man. And the way that him and Kanye do this ping pong mm-hmm. back and forth thing, it's not like a traditional yeah. like verse chorus, verse chorus, verse chorus. Like they're ping ponging back and yeah, forth. It's like eight bars each type shit. Damn, Yeezy and Hope. Where the hell you been? Like, I, I just it's hard for me. I mean, I have like an underrated song mm-hmm. that I can talk about, but as far as like like I, I'm not gonna sit here and say a different answer just to say a different answer. For yeah. me, Otis is definitely my favorite song on the track list. What do you think? What What about I you? I think I'm looking at it right here. I think. Hmm. Men have class. Boys have swag. <laughs> I remember those. Otis names. or Fellows in Paris gotta be mine. Yeah, but. Honorable mention would be No Church in the Wild. Who Gonna Stop Me? Um, that shit is yeah. fucking like. Talk about war music. Like, that's what I want to fucking send my fucking troops out to is No Church I think in the gotta Wild. Gotta have it too is like slept on. So I actually am glad that you brought that up because I was going to ask, what do you think the most underrated song on the album is? Yeah. And for me, it's got to have it. Yeah, I, I, I remember like really even like when I'm listening to this, like in like high school, like just being like, there's something about this song and it's not the single, like it's not the hit, but there's just something about it. Let, you know, let's just listen. That should tell you how like, good this album is though, that this is like the sleeper on it. seriously this is the sleeper and this song on any other album might be the best song like yeah. on somebody's album let's listen to the opening of gotta have it which we should note otis ends and immediately hard cut into gotta have it but let's just listen to the first 30 or so seconds Dirty, bro. It's nasty. That that sample into that opening, like when the beat finally kicks yeah. in and we get this like real dirty 808. Grungy, yeah. Like I, I I think gotta have it is definitely my my underrated song off here. I agree. I do also want to talk a little bit about Ham, Hard as a Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. 
NBA 2K13. <laughs> I would say greatest NBA 2K soundtrack, soundtrack yeah. easily. You was might... that uh, the one that was like curated by by Jay Z? Oh, it was Jay Z. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. think Jay Z did that one. Um, I was gonna say Spike Lee. I think that was later though. But Jay Z like doing the the soundtrack for that album and putting Ham on there. Yeah, and just like I was just hypnotized by that. <laughs> Like, however, that when that beat opens up, it was all good just a week ago, and then the opera starts. Oh, <laughs> like it's it is it is this album. It makes sense that this happens right after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy because mm-hmm. Kanye is still in this maximalist mode of just making the most grand, most. Facts. Just, just, I don't, I'm trying to think of the right word. All encompassing yeah. musical album. Like, but he, then it also has like kind of the grunginess that you see later in Yeezus, like mm-hmm. the like distorted like 808s and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a precursor to Yeezus. Yeah, that is that is another wrinkle we should mention in this. So like, so Kanye goes crazy at the VMAs. Or I don't want to say goes crazy. That's the wrong time. Kanye interrupts. <laughs> He's off the Taylor henny. Swift. He's <laughs> off the henny. And to be fair, Beyonce did have one of the best videos of all time. Yeah. He's absolutely right. I, nobody is disagreeing with Kanye about yeah. this. So he does that. He interrupts Taylor Swift. Exiles himself to Hawaii. Uh, releases my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Boom. We get Watch the Throne, and a little bit after that, we get Cruel Summer, and a little bit after that, we get Yeezus. And then on Jay-Z's side of it, we get Magna Carta, Holy Grail. That four to five year run right there for Kanye is, is, I think it's like really a transitional period of him going from that old Kanye that that people initially fell in love with to this new grand fame Kanye, twenty one yeah. Grammys Kanye, Facts. like, and and it's it's cool that we are enough removed from it now that we can look back and like kind of study mm-hmm. him in that in that era, because it's some of the most rememberable. It's some of the, uh, excuse me. It's some of the most memorable stuff that Kanye. Kanye's legend has yeah. is like in this time period, you know? Yeah, for real. Um, let's talk a little bit about the public and critical reception of it. Uh, the album went five times platinum, so at least a couple people bought the album. <laughs> at, at bare minimum, three people bought the album. Uh, not many albums go five times platinum. You know how many like units it sold first week? I bet I can Google the shit right now though. It's probably like five hundred K or something crazy like that. And also this is right in that transitional that period like too when where people are buying shit on iTunes. Still. People are buying shit on iTunes. There's a little bit of C D, yeah. little bit of physical music still going on, but this is right when that kind of iTunes digital download yeah. area is happening. So that's that's also a, a crazy thing about this album is like it is in it is released in this transitional period and not only music but also like society mm-hmm. kind of um I was listening to the Tyler the Creator Hot 97 interview and they were talking about like 
like, do you think, like, you came into this game in 2011. Do you think you could have done it in 2021? And he's like, no, yeah, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no, I couldn't have. Like, and this is, like, right in that same time, too. A thing. <laughs> he got banned canceled. from a country. Yeah. Um, it sold 40, f- not 40, excuse me, 436,000 copies in the first week. And at the time, broke the iTunes first week sales record. God damn. Yeah, like, those numbers are unheard of today. So, let's see. Can I find how many albums are at least five times platinum? Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I underestimated how many albums. Damn, there are a lot of Diamond albums. Holy fucking shit. Look at all of these. Diamond is ten times platinum. There is a lot of these. Holy fuck. Okay, I underestimated that. Well... There's the a lot Eagles' of greatest hits is the highest-selling album of all time with wow. 38 times platinum. Holy fucking shit. To be fair, though, that was when, like, records and CDs were, like, True. the thing. That album, your music. the Eagles' greatest hits came out in 1976, so, yeah. like, I get it. But, like... If you had asked me, I would have said Michael Jackson. He's number two. But he is 33 times platinum, whereas the Eagles' fucking greatest hits is 38 times platinum. Hotel California. (laughs) God damn. I fucking hate the Eagles, man. Man, come on. I had a rough night, and I hate the fucking Eagles, man. (laughs) Shout out to the Big Lebowski. Whoa, was that Thunder? Oh, no, it's just somebody moving something <laughs> above us. Um, so, yeah, the album went five times platinum. Uh, pretty good, I would say. Um, it got to be the top album on almost all of the, like, reputable year-end album lists. Uh, Washington Post, Complex, Billboard, all that good stuff. Um, what did Fantana rate this album? Do we know that? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if Fantano... I think he was probably just starting. I don't know if he's rated this one. Oh, okay. Oh, this motherfucker Didn't gave it a five, 5 out of 10. Bruh. <laughs> hey, favorite tracks? Gotta have it. Okay. Fucking classic. Um. Wow, that's kind of a bummer. Fantano gave it a 5. You know what? We're going to it was 10 years ago, you know, maybe he wasn't quite the reviewer he is nowadays. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But he also gave My Beautiful Dark Twist Fantasy a 6, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he so, did. So, he has no credit uh, you know, for, for you know. Kanye. Yeah, album. that is true. I wonder <laughs> what do you think his highest rated Kanye album is? I don't maybe, I don't know off the top of my head, maybe but maybe Jesus. I don't I don't know what he rated it, but Five out of ten for Bruh, Jesus. He's just a Kanye Holy hater. Holy fucking he's shit. He's just a Kanye hater. Kanye West, worst to best. I'm just going to skip to the end of this video and see what Hi, the number everyone. one is for him. Uh, looks like the college dropout. It looks like, just by preview, hmm. college dropout, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, late registration, 808s. So what's college drop out of seven? I fucking guess. I don't know. Giving my beautiful dark twisted fantasy light six is the nine eleven of hip hop <laughs> reviews. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh, that's funny as fuck. Oh my gosh. That is really, really funny. Um, oh, he gave, ki- he gave Kid C Ghost a 10. Oh, yeah, he did. So I guess that's probably his favorite Kanye album, but eh, we'll, we'll halfway count that. Um, but that also had like six songs or some shit, like eight songs, maybe. I think it was seven. Yeah. But uh, so, so the critical reception generally was really good. There's some of it uh, where you can read on the Wikipedia page where people are almost like dissing it. They're like, it's good, but why Why do I care to listen to Kanye West and Jay-Z talk about themselves? And like in one sense, I get it, but in the other sense, it's like, it's Kanye West and Jay-Z. Like they have <laughs> garnered the the credibility to be able to make an album about how successful and how famous they uh, are before they even really hit their like peak in like fame and success too which is crazy um the album itself did not win a grammy um however a couple of songs did uh fellas in paris won best rap performance and best rap song and no church in the wild won best rap collaboration um it this album lost actually 21 by adele won that year watch the throne wasn't even uh i guess that's kind of fair yeah i I, i'll give him i'll give her that i'll give her that let's go down to the rap category here best rap performance otis won that year best rap collaboration was all of the lights best rap song was all of the lights best rap album my beautiful dark twisted fantasy beat out watch the throne at the grammys and you know if i had to pick an album to beat out watch the throne facts my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is pretty good how fire is it himself he got twice he got nominated twice on there and beat his own self yeah that's fucking amazing damn he almost wonder why this man is a narcissist (laughs) everybody's talking about what i would do if i didn't win (laughs) i guess i guess we'll never know fucking goat so yeah, the the album was met with very high critical reception. I think the public reception is obviously very good, just by uh, you know we we're talking about the Twitter moment that it had. How many of these songs get played at basketball games, football mm-hmm. games? Like it it has a very large reach, at least for the hits here. Attention, listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff. Kick your pubes into the next planet with the performance package and the lawnmower 4.0, just like the other 2 million men worldwide that trust Manscaped for all their below the belt grooming. If you are looking for an out of this world experience, then look no further than the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped. It has just launched off not only in the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. And I know that we have at least one listener in Australia. I see you popping up on the demographics, my friend. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you will find the new and improved Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, a pair of boxer briefs that I'm wearing right now, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. 
The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 400K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. It also includes a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. After you get done using the Lawnmower 4.0, don't forget to wrap it all up with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver to help your planets be on their A-game when you're feeling the sun's heat. If you want to help out the podcast and help yourself out, you can get 20% off on any product and free worldwide shipping if you use our code SOULSERUMPOD. That's right, you heard me. Go to manscaped.com. Get yourself 20% off. Get some free worldwide shipping by using our code SOULSERUMPOD. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Go to manscaped.com. Use our code. Now back to the podcast. Um, and now I want to bring it home when I want to talk about the legacy of this album. Its lasting impact is absolutely undeniable. For example, like... You know, I made the joke earlier. I asked you who was in Paris. That is a meme that just came back yeah. this year. Ten Facts. years after that song was released. If that's not legacy, I don't know what is, honestly. like, Can you think of any other albums that ten years later we get memes from? Probably not. For real. Not off the top of my head. The only one I may be able to say is Take Care by Drake. Like, just like the Marvin's Room. Like, yeah. Marvin's Room will always be used as, like, this kind of, like, sad boy like song, you know? an answer. But this is not 10 years ago. This is probably, like, 40 years ago. That one, uh, the Cranberry Juice Dude on TikTok. Oh, <laughs> that that, oh, uh, the Fleetwood Mac yeah, song. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a valid point. That is a valid point. A meme did get made recently with that song, yeah. and then it kind of spiraled out of control. All right, that's true. That's true. I see. But I mean, Fleetwood Mac though is a timeless yeah. band, just yeah. as Jay Z and Kanye are timeless artists too. Um, Fellas in Paris also is one of the all-time hype up songs. Like, Facts. the intro is funny. It has the little, like, middle part. Mm -hmm. um, it, and that honestly, like, goes to show that Kanye and Jay-Z were, like, paying attention and, like, in the general pop culture sphere to mm -hmm. be, like, to recognize, like, damn, this Will Ferrell movie is about ice skating is funny as shit. Yeah. Can we just put this in the in the album? Um and I think probably the biggest uh, legacy that this album has left is that it has almost made it okay to have collab albums. I'm not saying they were the first. I'm not saying they invented the shit. I'm just saying that before this album, very far and few between were collab albums where it was two giants yeah. in music doing it. But Kanye and Jay-Z basically said, like, hey, it, it's actually okay. Like, you guys can actually team up and do this stuff. And make hella money. <laughs> and make hella money, too. I mean, I think of albums like What a Time to Be Alive, yeah. Savage Mode 1, Savage Mode 2, 
Kids See Ghosts, another Kanye-associated album. Um, I just think, I think that, to me, is the biggest thing that this album has mm-hmm. left. What do you think? I think, damn, it, I mean, I would say the impact that this album has had has been memes, mm-hmm. <laughs> timeless music, mm-hmm. collab albums, like you said, um, probably one of the biggest moments of like Kanye's, Kanye and Jay-Z's career mm-hmm. with like Fellows in Paris, with yeah. Otis. Um, it was like the, it was like the turn of like the, the new, uh, new decade too so it was mm-hmm. like right before they both became like billionaires too yeah, yeah which is crazy i think this album is really reflective of that early 2010s time like yeah and it is i mean as with most kanye projects like it was peeking into the future like he was kind of you know making music for the following years to come yeah um but it does feel very 2011, though. Like, Facts. like it really brings it all back for me. Um, also, was this when, like, Frank Ocean just came out? Yep. That's yep. what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Ocean uh, is on this album, obviously. I think he's on two songs. But um, 2011 is Channel Orange, if yeah, I'm that's what I not mistaken here. Just want to make sure that's right before Frank fans go crazy. 2012. So, 2012. Channel Orange is 2012. Because Nostalgia Ultra is 2011. Uh, so, this comes out. Nostalgia Ultra. Blah, 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 blah. Nostalgia Ultra comes out in, tw- in February 2011. Watch the Throne comes out in August 2011. So I think they had already known about Frank Ocean. They had already kind of seen what he can do. And then they brought him in for Watch the Throne. So even to your point, too, like this has helped ushering in one of the artists who is going to absolutely dominate the 2010s as well. I remember like... When I was a little kid, like, I remember my, like, older sister talking about Frank Ocean, like, there's this new, like, artist, he's so good, blah, blah, blah. That was, like, the first artist I was, like, like, damn, that's crazy, like, I've never heard of, like, a new, new artist come up and, like, everybody's talking about him like that. And then I went and checked him out. That was probably, like, Channel Orange, though. Yeah. But. I mean, think about it, too, like. So, like, some people know that he's good with Nostalgia Ultra, like, whatever. Gets on Watch the Throne. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? They go back and listen to his music, and they're like, holy fuck, this is really good. He releases Channel Orange not even a year later, and people are like, oh, my fucking gosh. Frank Ocean is one of the greatest artists of our time. (laughs) And he goes radio silent. Not nothing, not a word no no hints nothing (laughs) and then we get a fucking staircase in 2016 and he's like back and he's kind of been ever since blonde is released he's 
he's still very private, but he'll like insert himself like into the public, you know, here and there. And unicorn activity, unicorn, big, big <laughs> unicorn energy with Frank Ocean. Um, and it's just it like that even proves Kanye's like future awareness mm-hmm. even more. Like, sure, like the stuff that he did on this album, like the beats and the lyrics and everything are like very next level. But like he knew Frank Ocean was about to be Frank Ocean Fact. and he fucking wrangled him in for Watch the, the same Throne. with like uh, Cruel Summer. He had like Travis on there. I swear, dude. And like 2012. <laughs> Cruel Summer is like actually crazy. I haven't gone back and listened to it in a long time. Yeah. Um I mean, Mercy, I've already I've said on the podcast before, the lyrics click to the click lyrics to huge. Mercy are fucking tattooed on the inside of my skull. <laughs> I can just it's just like how it is. Don't like but mm-hmm. honestly, I think I heard the Kanye version of Don't Like before I heard the original version of Don't Like. And think about what Chief Keef turned into after all that. Like, this is just all, like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to just sit here and keep fucking, like, <laughs> jerking Kanye off or anything, even though this whole podcast is kind of about Kanye West. Yeah. But, like, but like I just, you can't, you can't argue against a guy who, like. Time and time again, he proves just to be great. Exactly. Like. <laughs> exactly. He he doesn't miss, and when he misses, it's still kind of it still kind of hits. It yeah. still kind of hits. Um, let me speak ahead. on that real quick go because ahead. I hate that the public reception of him is like everything that gets covered, like on the news, like his outbreaks, like his rants and shit he goes on, him calling out Taylor Swift and shit. Mm. Like that's what he's known for by the public, like. If you ask my parents about Kanye West, I'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, he's a guy that, like, dissed Taylor Swift, blah, blah, blah. And, like, they probably could not name a single song by him type yeah. shit. But, like, he needs, I feel like he needs respect. He needs to be respected for, like, his musical genius, like, mm-hmm. and, like, how ahead of his time he is. Mm-hmm. Like, just putting on all these people, like, before they were even popping. Yeah. And, like, really just never missing, like, with music. <laughs> like, the dude. Died. That's what he needs. That's what the public needs to know him for. Yeah. But, you know, the media just takes shit and just blows it up. It's way easier to write a story about him wearing a Make America Great again yeah. hat than about him like ushering in new yeah. artists for the new decade, you know. Yeah. Um the last the lasting note I want to have on this podcast. Watch the Throne 2? Question mark. It I is, did hear It has been rumored. Yeah, it has been I rumored. did hear a rumor that it was like supposed to come out by the end of the year or something, but that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> like holding my breath. I'm not going to sit on the edge of my seat, but like there has been enough like rumblings and rumors on the internet that makes me go, mm, "Maybe, maybe we might get it." And it is a fact that they are back collabing together because yep, yep. we saw or we heard Jay-Z on Donda 
And he even references this is the return yeah. of the throne. Yeah. Hova and Jesus, <laughs> like Moses and Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like He's like, they're like the only people that can <laughs> fucking compare themselves to Moses and Jesus. Nah, for real. And That's get away with it. Exactly, bro. Just the same way as when Jay-Z said, I invented swag, everybody's yeah. like, yeah, man. You probably did. Yeah. Like, we're okay with that. When he compared himself and Kanye to Moses and Jesus, everybody's just like, all right. Okay. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, actually. Sure. <laughs> I would love for a Watch the Throne 2 to happen. Yeah. I would facts. love it. I, I bet, I mean, they're, they have both gone through a lot of shit mm -hmm. in their own personal lives since this album has come out. Some good. I mean, it's been And some years. bad as well. And. I'm curious as to what they would have to say together again. Like, what? When was the last time Jay-Z dropped music? It was 444. It was uh, 2017. But, you know, but, I mean, that's that's a response to, um, like, Beyonce's Lemonade. I mean, yeah. it's not just, it, you know, it's its own album, too. <laughs> but, like, but that is, I mean, where the theme of this album really comes from is mm -hmm. from Jay-Z allegedly cheating on Beyonce, which I still have a little bit of like a stake in the conspiracy theory that none of the cheating actually happened. Beyonce just released this album and to keep up the, the image Jay-Z released 444. <laughs> That's a hell of a marketing. If, move, if it's true, they fucking killed it. Yeah. I don't know how true it is, but if it is, they killed it. Um, and if he cheated on Beyonce, bruh, come on, bruh. Better go call <laughs> Becky with the good hair. Golly. Uh, yeah, I would like, I'm actually interested. Sometimes things don't need a sequel. Yeah. But I actually think Watch the Throne 2 would be dope. And we could get Virgil to uh, to design the album artwork again. Hopefully he doesn't pull a pop smoke. <laughs> It? It's the, crazy uh, that this album artwork for Watch the Throne is so fucking iconic yeah. and actually beautiful. Like, as an art piece itself yeah. is fucking beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen the vinyl for Watch the Throne, but oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, lifted. textured. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the Pop Smoke yeah, album man. with, like, the bat. <laughs> oh, golly. What? It was, like, uh, he was, like, a meme last year, like, the whole year, Virgil like, was a keep meme. it a keep it a Virgil like <laughs> or keep it two Virgils. Keep it two Virgils with you. I'm gonna keep it two Virgils. What with was you, that? Bro. He like donated fifty. He donated bucks fifty bucks to some. Uh, yeah, it was like the during the protests. And yeah, stuff. yeah, and you know, did he probably donate more on like that? We don't know. I would I would assume so. Yeah. I feel like he probably did. But the fact that the only public donation that we saw was him donating fifty bucks was just fucking golly. <laughs> was that, that was before bad. or after the Pop Smoke cover? Uh I wanna say it was after. I wanna say it was after the Pop Smoke cover. That's even worse. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> oh man. Well, do you have anything else you wanna say about this album before we get out of here? It's a classic. It's yeah. goaded. People people throw around the word classic a lot, and I fucking hate that people do that because like a lot of things that people call classics are not classics. This is definitely a classic. This if is it has absolutely like, a classic. If it has like four or more like actual like classics on it, 
then that's a classic this, album. This is a classic, as classic as it gets, yeah. I think, honestly. I and agree. and the fact that we're 10 years out from it, and yeah. it's not weird for us to call it a classic. Like, And we could like still play this shit like in the club, at a party, it and would people go would up. still, yeah. It would go up. Bro, they played Fellas in Paris, like, Ten times back to back. Have you ever seen that? Oh no! Like they were in Paris yeah, yeah. and they ran it back like ten times. That is so <laughs> fucking legendary. Hold on, hold on. I don't. How do I? How do I search for this song? Am I allowed to? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oops. I don't know how to type. Oh! 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 11 times in a row. This video is yeah, 40 minutes long. <laughs> Each time it gets more time. City to city. But tonight. This show is fucking packed. But tonight! Drop that bitch, Kanye. It's still one city we didn't get to yet. The little added like keys for the live show. Bro, that is so this is pure comedy <laughs> that it's played eleven times in a row. The video is forty minutes long. This dude recorded Oh my god, somebody time stepped it below. <laughs> That's oh my god that the thing is, so is fucking like funny when you're in that crowd too like i wouldn't even be mad <laughs> nah hell no hell no each time it'd get better i wouldn't be mad but it when he drops it for the sixth time yeah, i'd be, I'd like, be like, right, are we still doing like okay <laughs> like i'll i'll keep jumping but like like you don't have to play it again though like god damn that is that is some Kanye ass shit. Oh look, yeah. this comment literally. This is the most Kanye thing ever. For real. That is fucking beautiful. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start playing. If people ask me, I'm like, oh, I do a podcast. And they're like, oh, what's your podcast? I'm gonna just play them fucking eleven episodes in a row. Run play the same episode. <laughs> also, let me say something else. Yeah. Um. I wish that I was like older when Kanye was like going on tour and shit like that like yeah because I've never been able to see Kanye live yeah because I was like 13 when he was like dropping well I guess Life of Pablo I could have could have went on but yeah. I was still like in high school which is like peak probably peak time to go to a Kanye show but like he didn't even come around here so well, hopefully he goes on a Donda tour. When he had the St. Pablo tour, my friend Ian saw him in Nashville 
um, I think he said he ran the the intro to Famous, the Taylor Swift line, like four yeah. times in a row, which is really <laughs> funny. Um, but he was going to perform in Louisville, and I was like debating buying the tickets, debating buying the tickets, because it was kind of a lot, and I just like didn't mm-hmm. have that much money at the time. And then the thing with like Kim happens in Paris where yeah. she gets robbed, and he goes on he these crazy rants, yeah. and he canceled them. So that was the closest I've ever been to yeah. seeing Kanye. I hope he does a Donda tour. I need to see him live. I need to see Cardi live. I've already seen Cardi yeah. live, but I want to see Cardi live again. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to see Gizzard live. And honestly, I would fucking love to see Beyonce live. I think Beyonce be live, fine. just like her stage Drake? show. <laughs> I would see Drake live, he, I but I'm like not his... super like dead set on yeah, seeing Yeah, I him agree. Live, I would just like to have that like cross off on my list, right? But, like, right. It's not as like, like Kanye is probably like my number one like yeah. performer I'd like to see. Definitely. But I saw Future live and Thug live. So I saw Kid Cudi at uh, Rolling Loud. Fuck yeah, 2019. That's but awesome. Kanye was supposed to be there. Wait, is it when canceled. they had the like the bridge thing for Kids See Ghosts like no. that? Oh, okay, okay. That was gotcha. that was Clint. That was Camp Flognaw. Oh, right, right, but right, that's right. Like, I that's like, that's iconic, though. Yeah. But Kanye and Cuddy were supposed to be on Rolling Loud 2019, but then that's when Kanye went, like, all spiritual and shit, mm-hmm. like, right mm-hmm. before the festival. So he dropped out of the lineup, and I was like, damn. I, at least I get He's to see Cuddy, He's miracles though. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, but that's ben, like right when he started doing all the uh, Sunday service and shit. It's when Jesus came and did the laundry, yeah, bro. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening and watching to the podcast this week. I want to remind everybody, as always, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter at Soul Serum, subscribe to us on YouTube, main page, TV page. Leave a comment down below with your favorite Watch the Throne song or moment. Or funny Kanye West uh, concert story. I've heard many different funny Kanye West concert stories from people. Um, And with all of that being said, I, as always, am your host, Clay Bonin. I, as of these last two episodes, am your (laughs) co-host, John Buchanan. (laughs) And we'll see y'all next week. Deuces, Deuces. play this podcast 11 times in a row. Facts.